Hello there. Toast, episode four, take two. Hi, Laura. Hello, Alice. How are you doing? I'm good. This is our, uh, we're going we're gonna to do a good job this time, okay? Okay? We can do it. We can do it. <laughs> None of, neither of us will brown out again, and this will be the last time we have to re-record something because of wine. We are learning valuable lessons. This is a learning process. We are only on episode four, and learned we have. Yes. Tonight we are still drinking. Mimosas. Yes, we are, and they're delicious. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. Our housekeeping is as follows. You cannot begin drinking more than 10 minutes prior to hitting record. It is a bad idea. The other housekeeping thing I think we learned is that we need to start eating maybe just a little bit before we start drinking and then recording. D- just an idea. Yeah, that lunch is not an acceptable food before 8 p.m. recording. Um and then follow housekeeping because we did learn that Cheez-Its are not an appropriate meal. So no meal is also not an appropriate meal. Here we go. Yeah. Caravan of corrections. Let's get into it. Uh, in episode three, the name of the actress I could not think of was Gina Torres. She played the uh, character Ketsu Anyo, the voice of her, at least in Star Wars Rebels. So my bad. Uh, in episode three, we also talked about what's coming in 2019 in the Star Wars world. And we forgot. Thrawn treason. We just totally didn't mention it or talk about it at all. So good on us. Uh, I think Alice has got some catching up to do in the Thrawn trilogy, but I do too because I actually never read Thrawn. I only I jumped into Thrawn alliances, which I loved, mm-hmm. and I think you're right. the opposite, right? Exactly, exact opposite. Yes, we also learned that book dates don't mean shit because we thought the dates, <laughs> some dates that were given in July, are wholly incorrect now. Um, so we won't have reading to do for another, I don't know, month-ish or something. So next up is news. Not much, kind of. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of updates. We got this uh, We got this photo from J.J. Abrams on his Twitter account. First, or uh, I guess it's the second of two photos that we've gotten with regards to the Episode Nine filming. So he's not quite as uh, as active as Ron Howard was, for instance, but it's a photo that he posted of the last day of principal photography on episode nine, you know, picture of Daisy, John, and Oscar hugging. It's very cute. But uh, do you want to talk about this photo a little bit? We just talked about it with uh, with our friends at Rebel Watch, but we can dig into this here too. What do you think? Of course we're going to dig into it here. They're on a sand planet. The big question here is a Jakku or Tatooine. Don't get fucked, tired sand planets. Yeah, or like I guess there's probably other sand planets in the universe besides those two. It could be others. But there was a rumor at some point that we were going to return to Tatooine, so we'll see. But yeah, I'm also down to maybe visit planets that aren't full of sand. I, I don't particularly care where we go in the Star Wars world, but I would. that's my preference is also to maybe go somewhere a little prettier. The other thing I noticed is Ray has what I think is her staff, but I'm wondering if she turned it into a lightsaber. Mm. It's kind of at like a weird angle where I can't tell. It just looks like a weird place based off where I'm guessing her arm is for a big staff to be. 
but uh, who the fuck knows? I guess I'm still like holding out hope that she's gonna have like the double sided lightsaber like Maul did, but like a light side equivalent. And I like I'm not saying that I'd be like disappointed if we didn't get that, but like I kind of just really want to see it. Gosh, what if what if she has a Soka lightsaber? She's got white and she holds them kind of backwards. You know? Yeah, I oh, would like because she does like when she's swinging the thing around in uh, in episode eight, she does like kind of hold it backwards for like a second. And Kylo does too, actually. And I remember thinking both times, I was like, oh, I feel like that's like a little nod to Ahsoka. Like it's probably not. They're probably just like, I don't know, swing it backwards, see what happens. But I I love that. Uh, I love that little <laughs> shout out. It's it. enough. Yeah, it's enough for me to feel like I got a little bit of a glimpse of Ahsoka's influence on the film. So that's all I need. Oh, yeah. I don't really have anything else to say about it. Uh, the only other piece of news I think that we have is that The Force Awakens is airing tomorrow. We're now recording this the day before. Uh, that airs on February 17th. I'm throwing it out there right now. I think we're going to get some behind the scenes glimpses of uh, what's to come. In episode nine, and I think we're getting an episode nine title reveal during the Force Awakens airing on ABC. I'm probably wrong. By the time this comes out, you'll know that I'm wrong. But that's what I'm going to put out there in the universe and see what happens. This is why we have Caravan of Corrections. And you could totally be right, and then you'd be a baller. It would be really cool, but it, I'm I'm sure that I'm wrong. Nobody else is talking about this, so I feel like it's like nothing. But then that also makes me think like, ooh. What if I'm the only one that thinks this? And what if I'm right? It would be cool. I know. You'd be so popular. Look at that. Yeah. Too bad you're going to be at dinner with your aunt and uncle when it starts. Whatever. I'm going to be eating ribs. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. But I will, uh, I'll will tune in and catch the second half. So if you're checking out our Twitter account or if we're live tweeting tomorrow around 7, that will probably be Alice taking the helm for a little bit on the, uh, the Twitter account, which should be fun. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so yes, news apart from everyone having random freakouts on Twitter and we've got some arguments going on. That's always fun. Not, um, <laughs> yeah, today's been, uh, it's been great this Saturday, February 16th for drama on Twitter. Good God. Star Wars Twitter, settle down, sit down, be quiet. The main thing we're going to cover in this episode today is Star Wars Celebration. And a lot of the, a lot of podcasts out there are talking about tips and tricks and, what to expect out of Celebration and what panels they think we're going to get because all we have in terms of official announcements right now is like guests for autographs and photo ops. And we obviously don't have all of them yet because we have mostly like animated series voice actors. We've got a lot of, uh, let me think what else, like authors have been announced, but yeah. I think we're still waiting on a lot of the major film people to to come across our desks. So sit tight. I'm sure that's all coming soon. They'll announce more the closer we get to celebration. But for now, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on the guests and, and stuff, Alice? Are you uh are you gonna be hitting up any of the photo ops and autographs and stuff like that? Um no, I don't think so. I'd rather spend my money on cute Star Wars stuff like booby tops. To be honest, and they're really hard to find. When you say booby tops, you're just talking like low cut tops. Yeah, 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 like cleavage. Uh, especially because I have an autograph already, and it was very expensive, and I don't think I need any more. It's of Carrie Fisher, or from Carrie Fisher. Oh, that's awesome. That's really the only one you need, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so embarrassed. So anyone who is interested in autographs and hasn't done them before, you may get starstruck. I thought I was so chill. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. It'll be so cool. You know, like, I'm gonna play it cool and seem awesome. Of course, I think that about myself. 
And I got in. It was 2010, the very first C2E2 in Chicago. And the first thing out of my mouth, I was the very, very last person to see her. And the first thing out of my mouth was, oh, my God, I'm so jealous you got to make out with Harrison Ford. And she just stared at me like I was a crazy person. Rightfully so. Oh. No. And then she goes, no, no, you aren't. And I looked at her. And instead of, you know, changing things up, I decided to keep going for some reason. You just leaned into it. Yeah. Leaned in hard. So I kept going and I said, no, really, if I saw him in real life, I think I would latch on and just not let go. This was nine years ago. Like, H4 is hot, but he's old. Mm-hmm. She just looked at me again, just like I was, again, crazy person, which rightfully so, and just said, no, you wouldn't. He's a horrible stage kisser. So I stared and I just, in my mind, like the wheels were kind of turning, but like, like they needed WD-40 basically. It was that slow and like junky. They had rusted to a stop. <laughs> yeah, it was like screech. And uh, so then the next thing that came to mind was, oh, I really like your books. And uh, she goes, oh, okay, here. And like gave my autograph. Anyway, come to find out they banged. So I'm like, girl, really? It's fine. Anyway, that was my one autograph experience. I'm done with them. Moral of the story, you may get starstruck and say something real dumb. It's fine. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to pass on autographs and photo ops. It's not really what I have in mind for spending my time in celebration. I plan on spending my time waiting in lines for other stuff. (laughs) So uh, mostly for panels. My main goal is to just get information. uh, And I want it firsthand. And I want it. uh, I just want to be surrounded by a bunch of other fans when I get it. So I think I'm I'm pretty excited for the episode nine panel. I think that's going to be huge. I'm really hoping that they have it in the Wind Trust Arena so that we can all fit and we don't all have to camp out. Uh, that holds roughly, I think, between six and seven thousand people if they set up the stage the way that I think that they will. But that's my hope. Um, Do we know how many tickets were sold for Celebration? No, I think we found out. We found out after Celebration 2017 in Orlando. I think they said it was like 70,000 or over 70,000 tickets were sold. But I don't know if that was like per day or a combination of all the days or if it was just adults or what. But yeah, they might say afterwards, but it'll, it'll probably be like an approximation or something. So yeah, who knows? I think if it's your first year going to Star Wars Celebration, people are going to try and talk you out of the Episode Nine panel because it's going to be really crowded and it's going to be in big, big demand. But I, you know, if you're on the fence at all, I think people need to go because this is our last chance to be at a panel at Star Wars Celebration surrounded by other fans for a Skywalker Saga film. This is the end, people. Or they're going to try and talk you out of it. So that's one less person to wait behind. Yeah, I really am hoping that they're going to use the big arena, though. And even if when they do, there'll be like an overflow room where people can, you know, go watch it on like a go watch it from like a live feed of it in a big room somewhere with other people. That's what I got stuck in for uh, the last Jedi in Orlando. I was in the overflow room, which is annoying because I camped out for quite a, quite some time and I still got into an overflow room, but it's fine because it was really fun. And I got to like meet other fans and sit and chat with them for hours. And it was great. And they were great people. Yeah. So Laura, I haven't, you know, of course I have not been to a celebration before. Can you just one sentence summary what an overflow room is? Yeah. So there will be, there will be a main stage for all of the panels, for the big panels. Um, I don't, We don't know yet where that main stage is going to be. It'll be the biggest room that they can put us in. And 
for the big panels, there's going to be more people that want to see them than can fit in that main stage area more than likely. So there is always at least one overflow room where there's a giant screen and it's still set up like there's still a stage and there will be someone in there sort of being the MC of the room. But those rooms will essentially just be overflow for the people who couldn't fit in the main stage and they'll have a live stream going of of whatever's going on in the big room. So if say you were in an overflow room for like the Rebels panel and you wanted to be I'm going back to Orlando, obviously there won't be a Rebels panel for 2019. And you wanted to see the the trailer that they aired and you wanted to watch the first episode of season four that they aired, you would still get to see those if you were in the overflow room. But you will you just won't get to have the live stage, the live experience happening directly in front of you in the same room. But you'll be surrounded by other fans and it'll still be really fun. It's just when you camp out, you like feel like you're missing out and you like worked hard and slept on a cold floor for no reason. So I don't know. <laughs> and we're both kind of thinking 20th anniversary Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, I feel like that's like a definite, right? Like that has to happen. Do you think Natalie Portman would ever show up to anything? No, I wonder if she maybe went to some celebrations of years past, but I would bet no. But that would be a nice treat, wouldn't that? That would be kind of a cool, like, yeah. special surprise. Yeah. Or do you think you and McGregor, there's a shot? That I really want. I would like that, please. 10 out of 10 would bang. Oh, my God. Please. That would be so nice. I know. Although, I hope who's really there and gets, like, I think someone wrote on Twitter the other day, like a 24-hour standing ovation would be Ahmed Best. That would be really nice if he could show up and, and people could show him some love. That would be great. Yeah. Poor guy. He did his best. And Jar Jar really is not, like, a, the most annoying character ever. I'm pretty sure C-3PO is. Jar Jar was just, like, beta C-3PO. And he just happened to get shit on because, I don't know. I'm okay with him now. Let's see. We had written something about Liam Neeson, but we can't talk about him anymore because because uh, George Lucas also probably not poor G. Lou. Yeah, I feel like George Lucas is probably not going to be there because he was there for the 40th anniversary for last year. So I bet or in 2017. So I bet he's a no go for this one. So moving on, the uh, the Clone Wars panel is uh, something that I hope to see personally because it would be really nice to get a full trailer instead of just the little tease that we got at Comic-Con and to get maybe the first episode of season seven, yes. please. Ahsoka into house, I hope. That would sort of follow the same pattern as uh, season four of Rebels, so that's my that's my hope, but we'll see. Yeah, I would, I would just be so stoked. I can't wait to see Ahsoka again. Yay. I know. I'm really pumped to see cosplayers do her and see. Yeah, that'll be fun until you're sitting behind one of them and they have that big like head thing, like headdress thing on. And it just is like, cool. I can't see and neither can anyone in the four rows behind me. But that's, oh, that's such a good point, especially because I'm so short. Yeah. Make sure you bring yourself a little booster seat in your backpack. You want to carry that around? Like, yeah. Like on a little... Uh... Oh, what if we got one that was Yoda shaped and then you carried it around like a little backpack, like loot training on Dagobah? That'd be awesome. They need to sell those for the people that are sitting behind Ahsoka Tano's. Um, but the, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, and I, I actually did sit behind one one time, and I think she must ju- she must have just been like slouching over like during the panel because it was. I don't remember having a problem with it. It was fine, but that's hilarious. So apart from Clone Wars, 
Mandalorian, probably. Yeah, probably. It'd be nice to see a full panel on that and get a little bit more deets. I don't know. Yeah, they'd have to wow me for me to be interested in it, which is possible. You know, I'm not going to automatically be against it, but I feel like I need to really be like, whoa, about it. Yeah, I mean, we have five full days that they need to fill of stuff, and I know that there's like one day where there's no programming, but we. I'm really hoping that we get some Mandalorian stuff. I hope that we get some like... It'd be nice to maybe get like something with Solo. I don't know what, but maybe something where they just showed a little love. Maybe some sort of preview. Not a preview, obviously, but like just behind some, the scenes. Yeah, or some content about like the Weiss and Benioff films or the Ryan Johnson trilogy. I, I can't imagine that we're going to get anything, but I'm also like, okay, what are you going to do in like those five days? Like you got to give us something. Yeah, please. maybe Diego Luna will show up. I like him. That would be cool. Give us a little insider knowledge on this Cassian Andor stuff. I love him. And you know he loves Star Wars so much. He would be so pumped. Like, he would just be in hog heaven if he came. (laughs) Yeah, he just seems like the best. I love him, too. (laughs) Any other people that you'd want to see or bump into? I'm hoping we're at the fancy hotel. We're not at a fancy hotel. But I'm hoping fancy people stay at the hotel we're at. And then we can bump into them or sit on the couch and judge them in the lobby. Yeah, we'll just be camped out at the hotel bar at the Hyatt, I think, all weekend when we're not at Celebration or sleeping. That'll be, or at the after parties. We are going to be very busy. We're going to have a very busy schedule. But at least maybe Wednesday night we'll hang out at the bar for a bit. I don't know. So if there's one person who you'd want to see and, like, shake their hand or give them a hug or whatever and sit and talk with for 15 minutes, who would it be? Probably Dave Filoni. That's a good question. I would just love to sit and like just pick his brain or just be in his presence or something for a little bit because he's just that dude rocks. He's like, he's just created everything that I love. What about you? Is there one person like, are, is like Ewan McGregor your answer or like someone besides that? Um, yes, Ewan McGregor. That is my answer. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I can't disagree. That would be great. I know. Right on. Uh, should we talk about overnights and after parties and tips and tricks of what to bring, what to expect? Yeah. So I'm I'm totally nervous about this overnight business because I've never done anything like it before. And I'm still wondering if the lottery thing, which I sometimes call a raffle. Guys, if you hear that, I mean lottery. I'm kind of wondering if that's going to happen and when they'll tell us because I was reading on Reddit last night that there are people who didn't even book a hotel room and are just showing up with their shit packing lightly and have like a gym membership so we're gonna go shower at whatever you know gym their members have and I'm thinking well I know I know because they were concerned about if there's a lottery system what are they gonna do because there won't be anything to camp out for you won't be able to camp I mean there will be no purpose in doing so, really. So what are they going to do if they didn't book a hotel room? Because everything, I'm sure, is packed by now. Yeah, like Airbnbs and stuff, too. That's crazy. I, I hadn't heard that. That's really interesting if that is a... Uh... If that's someone's plan, that's commitment. But yeah, I'm like, I would have probably booked a cancelable hotel room before I waited, you know, to find out what exactly the wristband and lottery system and all that is going to be. Yep, that'll be... Uh... A special time. More power to you, buddy. It's- yeah. Uh, so let's talk about what to bring. Because even if there isn't like an overnight, there's still sort of like some long term waiting in line. I mean, that's every convention. So no matter how good the system is, whatever it ends up being, you know, we're still going to be waiting around. So 
there are a lot of people I think in the Facebook group that are posting links to like the specific camping chairs that they're bringing, which I think is great. I bought one in 2017 and then ended up not using it because all the people that I was like camping out with or that were in line around me, like didn't have them. So we just sat on the floor and I was like, well, I don't want to feel like I'm like high and mighty by like being in this chair. So I didn't even use mine. I just ended up returning it after, but lots of people are wanting to bring them. Lots of people have to bring them because they can't sit on a floor. I don't blame you. What Uh, about those floor ones? You know, they're, um, I don't know what they're called, but they're like the kind of crappy fold down lawn chair things, but it's just a bottom and a top and it kind of rocks a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I think like people use them for like picnics or when they go to outdoor theaters and stuff. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen, I never saw anybody with those, but I mean, that's like a happy medium of like being in a chair, but being on the ground. I don't know. But yeah, that's a, that's a good one refillable water bottle that's another one i think there are like the water refill stations around the uh around mccormick place and like water fountains and shit so do they serve alcohol at around the floors or anything you know that's a good question because when we were at c2e2 they did and we were able to just get but were we did we were we able to leave the exhibit floor with it or did we have to keep it on the floor that's a good question i'm not sure that we paid attention even if we did we didn't get in trouble though no, we we definitely drank. And I'm sure that I was just like, oh, well, we'll just take this off the floor. If somebody doesn't want us to, they'll yell at us. And I'm sure that's what we did. So I, I would guess maybe that'll be the case again. But who knows? Well, we'll I'm going to see 2E2 in March. So I will update everybody then of what the situation is <laughs> with alcohol, because obviously that's the most important part of all of this, naturally. Let's see. Other things that people should bring. Poster tubes. That is the piece of advice that I missed in 2017 on my first celebration. Somehow I did not get that. And they handed out free posters at a lot of the big panels. And then I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? So yeah, bring a poster tube. Awesome. That is something that I had would never have thought of. So you can do a poster tube. Oh, let's circle back to what happens if you sit behind an Ahsoka. You have a backpack that's Yoda that is both a booster seat and a poster tube. <laughs> there you go. That'll get and that'll get you your little your leverage. We'll make millions. Yeah, we're gonna invent this before we just charge one million a piece and find a sucker. Mm-hmm. That's or really two. funny. <laughs> Can I just say another thing about McCormick Place that we that I think we noticed last year at C two E two? The food at McCormick Place sucks. Uh, I feel like they had like some random catering like food trucks or something that had like that had set up on the main exhibit floor. We had like barbecue. I think you and I took a break at one point and it was just garbage and it was so expensive and the line was so long. And just there there's a food court in McCormick Place, but there's like actual restaurants. But all that stuff's garbage, too. Like, Jesus Christ, everyone bring your own snacks. That's going to be, I think, a big money saver for people who are wanting to go and just like throw down like crazy on the show floor and, you know buy art and figures and stuff like that like save your money for that don't buy garbage food Uh, it's it's all a ruse just be careful do not get barbecue do not get pizza i don't know if there's anything safe to get like the nachos i think they're like shitty stadium cheese nachos yeah the food at mccormick place is garbage no offense mccormick place but yeah do better uh so everyone bring your own snacks and then we'll just all share and then this is a weird one and i i'm not I read this last year, or sorry, sorry, I keep saying last year. I I heard about this in 2017. 
But somebody had suggested at one point to like pack your own thing of toilet paper just in case. There are really long lines on some days at at celebration in the for restrooms, mostly for dudes. But on Saturday, the big cosplay day, the line for their women's room will be very long that day too. And you know it, it's hard, I think, for the places to keep up. So you can be at an advantage if you bring your own toilet paper. Yeah. Maybe just a little thing of it. It seems like such a weird tip, but I mean, it might be, it could be helpful. I think that's a great one. And they sell the little travel sized ones at CVS and Walgreens. They're just, just a little bit and it's in this little plastic container. So it's totally easy to pack. But I will say now that you reminded me, there's nothing that brought me more joy ever than when we were at C2E2 and had to use the bathroom and there was no wait. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah, you saw dudes waiting forever, and you're like, hell yeah, finally. I think that happened when we went to the symphony as well, um, Star Wars (laughs) Live. Yeah, it was like that at Star Wars Celebration in 2017. Uh, Every day except the cosplay day, that was the only day that I had to wait in line uh, for a bathroom. Every other day, it was like the dudes line was out the door, and women's was like, really quick, in and out, super easy. (laughs) Saunter in, saunter out. Yeah, it was really funny. It's like the only place in the world where that's the case. It's really funny. Uh, But yeah, I think the last tip we have of what to bring is portable phone chargers. Yes. Chargers is in plural if you don't have a really good one. But the Anchor brand is the one that Alice recommended to me and that I've seen recommended on on Facebook, uh, in the Star Wars Celebration Facebook group. It's a really good one. It's Amazon recommended. It is spelled A-N-K-E-R. And they have one that's about the size of an iPhone. That one will give you three and a half full charges. I have used it for the past year, and it is one of the best things that I have bought in a while, apart from my copper pot. Yeah, that's awesome. And that, that that's a good recommend, I think. But that that's just some of the tips that we've gotten, some of the valuable things we want to pass along. If you are going to Star Wars Celebration and you're not already in the Star Wars Celebration Facebook group or the Flying Solo Facebook group, Definitely join. Tips and tricks are being posted by people who are veterans of celebration, and it, it'll be really helpful. You won't regret it. So that's uh, that's my last recommendation for people in terms of stuff just related to celebration. I think Reddit's really good as well. I found when I was when I've been digging through the groups that Reddit had a little more variety of questions. But you know, you have so much at your fingertips here has options because everyone's curious everyone's posting there's so many people attending and I'm sure a chunk of them I mean I have never been to a celebration so I'm sure there are many many people with many many different types of questions and you can find your answers or ask them Keep in mind that in uh, on Reddit and on Facebook that there are search functions so maybe check to see if the question's already been asked and uh, so we're not all repeating ourselves but anyway that's where we are for Star Wars Celebration. Uh, we are planning to hit up some of the after parties, too. So, Woo-woo. yeah, uh, the tips on the after parties. If you're planning to camp overnight, don't go to the after parties because <laughs> or don't plan to go to the after parties because you are going to want to kill yourself by like 4 p.m. If you camped out and did an overnight the night before. I know this from experience because I just felt like by the time I got to three or four in the afternoon, I was like high on tired it was a really like off-putting feeling and not one that I want to experience again. So yeah, I plan to get some sleep. I think the word for this one's delirious. Oh yeah, that's definitely 
that that is an accurate description of what I was. It was awful. Like it was really fun. It was totally worth it. And it was, it, I would totally do the exact same thing all over again, but my God, <laughs> it, it was rough. But in terms of like after parties, so I think, so we know about a few, we know Forest Chella 2 is happening at Brando's Speakeasy, which is a karaoke bar in River North. So real quick, Laura, um, I haven't even looked up anything. I'm just going along with it, whatever you say, because you're more put together than I am. What exactly, one sentence summary, what is Force Chella? So I think it's just a karaoke party. I actually didn't go to the first one, which was last year, so I really couldn't tell you. Uh, I, I'm not prepared for this question, but I've been to Brando's Speakeasy once. I, I didn't stay long, um, but I don't think that that's a ticketed event. I think anyone can just go in. So Is it very far from a Cormac? Yeah, it is kind of because McCormick Place is going to be down in like the South Loop and like Forest Chella, Brando Speakeasy is sort of up. It's yeah, River North ish area, maybe closer to like the Mag Mile neighborhood. I don't know. So that one might be a little bit of a trek, but I think it's pretty easy because it's just like a straight shot north almost. So there's probably a real easy bus to hop on to get up there or maybe a shuttle for lucky. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, the 501st Bash, the multi-club bash, although I think a lot of people are referring it to it as the 501st Bash, that's happening on Thursday at the Museum of Science and Industry, and we are going to that too, so that'll be fun. Yeah, y'all, the Museum of Science and Industry is amazing, and the exhibits are awesome. I believe most of them will be open. Is that how you interpreted it? That's how I interpreted it. I think that all the special exhibits are included in the ticket price, which is sort of steep. It was $125 for the tickets for the public if you're not a member of one of those clubs. But that ticket price includes open bar. It includes access to all the exhibits. It includes heavy hors d'oeuvres, allegedly. Every time I feel like I hear that, I never get enough food anyway. But that's just me. I want to hear something funny about hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. I remember being in sixth grade at my friend's house, and her parents got... um, this like postcard or invitation or something to a Mardi Gras ball and she was looking at it and I was like oh that looks fancy what is it and she was reading it and she pronounced hors d'oeuvres horse doves (laughs) (laughs) oh it is funny to hear people pronounce it wrong (laughs) horse doves I mean amazing but the museum itself I mean normally I just went there and to do that and the submarine exhibit I want to say it was like 50 bucks each that sounds about right I think the basic tickets are like 35 dollars or something yeah it's ridiculous how much they are to begin with it's an amazing museum it's beautiful it's the only building left standing from the 1983 world's fair for any history nerds and uh did you say 18 1893 yeah okay I thought I think I misheard you that's really funny yeah 1893 Cool. <laughs> Beautiful building. So 125 and it includes parking too if you have a car, which is insane here to get free parking essentially. But for unlimited snacks, drinks, the entertainment and all of that, 125 is a really good deal, I think. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally sure how we're going to get there. I think like Uber and Lyft unfortunately is going to be our only option, but that would be nice if there's a shuttle of that too. I don't know. We should just email them. We should email yeah. them until they give us what we want and bend to our will. Yeah, that would be great. Because I mean, we're staying at the hotel that's connected to the convention center. So it'd be nice if there was at least one, if there was going to be one shuttle, I think it would be for that. But maybe not. I don't know. That's just my, we'll see. my preference. Because it is far. It's like, it's not exactly like 
close to the rest of the tourist stuff and the rest of the museums in the city. The Museum of Science and Industry is sort of out of the way. It's pretty far south. Yeah, it's probably like a 10, at least 10, maybe 15 minute drive straight on the highway if you aren't making any stops. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how they pull that off. I think I just looked and there are less than 300 tickets left for that. So uh, hopefully we'll get to see a lot of listeners there because we will be there and it will be fun. What else do we have in terms of after parties? So I think there's a special event up in my neighborhood on Saturday, yes? Yes, a little birdie uh, told me that. And by a little birdie, I mean the ticket website that we bought tickets from. Thanks, Christian Harloff. Is that his name? Yeah, the guy's from the Jedi Council. So it's going to be a movie trivia schmodown Star Wars championship so uh, I guess there's going to be some sort of trivia schmodown happening at Star Wars Celebration. From what we have understood, uh, we will have a little bit more information on that hopefully here soon. But whoever wins that day is going to be competing against Alex Damon of Star Wars Explained. So that would be very fun to go see. Uh, that will be really fun for us because we're really into trivia and we're very competitive. So we will definitely be there. We're looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to not shouting answers from the audience, which is what we're really going to be tempted to do. Yeah, it'll be a cool thing to see. And I'm definitely shocked that it's actually in my neighborhood. Yeah, another event that's happening not like anywhere near the convention center related celebration. So yeah, we'll see. We'll have to make the trek up there. Yeah, if you're going to that, it's a long ass trip. You'll probably want to take Uber depending on where you're staying. But you'll probably just want to take an Uber to get it over with. Like you could be in the car 30 minutes easy, even if you're going on the highway. It's a long ways. Yeah, that's either like a bus and a train or two trains or something from McCormick Place. So, yeah, definitely. Just use Google and see whatever's fastest. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's that's kind of all we got for after parties. That's all we've got for tips of celebration. The main thing is just please join the Facebook group and go check out Reddit about Star Wars Celebration. You will come into it much better prepared than if you don't. So, Yeah, but we do want to get into some stuff that maybe you won't find in those groups, which is some tips that you can get from us as locals um, about getting around Chicago, because Alice and I have each lived here for a couple of years now. Neither one of us own a car uh, because we don't want to. And so and we get around Chicago very efficiently. So Mm -hmm. let's maybe get into some of the things that we can hopefully provide some insight on that you won't necessarily find anywhere else. Yeah, so real quick, if you have any questions, just DM us and we will help you as much as we can. But there are kind of two things you're going to want to worry about with the public transportation. Kind of part one is getting around Chicago and part two is dealing with getting to and from celebration at McCormick. So getting around Chicago, Google will be your best friend. It is pretty accurate. Um, especially when it involves the L, which are the kind of general trains around the city and the buses. And uh, Chicago is a very, very large city, so they encompass that. If you're going to be in the suburbs, it's the train is called the Metra. And the Metra schedule is much more limited, so make sure you just keep an eye on those. Same with the bus, because not everything's 24-7. But when you arrive, both of the airports have the L, public transit um, that goes straight from the terminals to downtown. So look up how to get there. Again, if you're staying in the suburbs, you're going to want to take an Uber for sure. But chances are you'll want to take the train and then maybe a bus connection 
into the downtown area because cabs, Ubers, Lyft, they can be a nightmare once traffic happens. And I mean, you could be stuck. Something that would take you 10 minutes could take you an hour or so at least. Yeah, if you're coming in any time, if your flight gets in any time that's in within a few hours of rush hour during the weekday, you're going to want to take the train. If you're flying into Midway, you would take the orange line. If you're flying into O'Hare, you'll take the blue line. Both of them are going to take you downtown. And from there, you can kind of get wherever you need to uh, a lot easier. But I would definitely recommend the trains getting to and from the airport. Um, Alice actually had a really good idea about buying a Ventra card ahead of time. Ventra cards are the transportation cards that you use to get Mm-hmm. into the uh, the train stations and get onto the platform to board your train. You can buy one online ahead of time, and then that will save you from having to wait in line around what will be inevitably very crowded machines. A lot of times the machines aren't working, and a lot of times the machines, maybe most of the time or all the time, the machines only take exact change if you're paying for something in cash. So if we have time, I think at this point, if you're going to be in Chicago for a few days and you want to buy yourself like a one-day pass or a three, seven-day pass or something, um, or even just put money on the card so you can just scan it to get to and from the airport. Uh, I, you can definitely do that ahead of time. That's a good tip. Yeah, yeah, because how it's going to look is you're going to get off the plane. If you checked bags, you're going to get your bags. You're going to go down to the L stations, and then there's only a couple of kiosks there, and you have to stop on the kiosks for the trains. You can't just pay cash off like at random. So you have to get a card. You've got to wait. It can be very congested. I've had friends wait 30 minutes in line before they even get to the machines. And the machines are so slow that it takes forever. So if you order one in advance, they'll mail it to your house. And you can actually do a whole setup online where it will autofill your money. So if you want to do increments of $10 or something, then once you get to a certain amount, it'll charge your card 10 bucks. So then you don't really have to worry about setting um, a certain amount or if it's enough and you can kind of just go off that. The prices are all listed. Generally, it's, I think, 250 every time you hop on a train that is not a transfer. So like if you go on a train and a bus, that's a transfer. But check out the prices, read up on it. Again, if you think you'll be taking public transit based off where you're staying, order a venture card now and it will save you a whole lot of time. Yeah, and that's Ventra as in V as in Victor, V-E-N-T-R-A. Uh, that's a really good tip. Yeah, that's, that'll save you a lot of time, save you a lot of headaches and waiting at the airport when you just want to get on your train and get where you need to go and come see us at Celebration. Uh, if you have if you have more questions on, on the nitty-gritty details of how the CTA, which is the Chicago Transit Authority, that's sort of the all-encompassing word for the trains and the buses here, if you have any questions on how that works, shoot us a DM or, or send us an email at forcetoastpod at gmail.com, and we're happy to walk anyone through it and make your visit to Chicago as easy as we can because we love it here and we want you to love it here too. Let's get into a little bit of like getting to and from celebration. So let's say you're staying in a hotel somewhere downtown in the Loop in River North, Magnificent Mile, wherever, whatever neighborhood you happen to be in. Um, let's talk about how to get to and from the actual convention itself. Yeah, McCormick can be difficult to get to. It's not as easy as a lot of other places or not as easy as people probably make it sound. The first thing to know is that Chicago is divided into neighborhoods. So we were just talking about, you know, trivia being in a place called Lakeview or there's a place called the West Loop or River North, I think we mentioned. 
you'll hear things like that. Google Chicago neighborhoods. You'll kind of figure out where you are because a lot of people will talk in those terms. If you're just asking Chicagoans questions or you're not sure where it is you want to go. But McCormick is kind of south of the main downtown area. And it can actually be really hard to get to. Um, You can take an L train there. But once you get off the train, you do have, Laura, how much of a walk is it? Like 10, 15 minutes? Depending on how fast you walk, it's a 10 to 15 minute walk from the train station, which is deceptively named. The train station is called for the Green Line McCormick Place, but you've got a little bit of a truck ahead of you. So keep that in mind if you do plan to take the train. When we went for C2E2, they had shuttles waiting at the train station to save people that 10 to 15 minute walk and drive them to the convention center. So it's a good bet that they'll probably have that for Star Wars Celebration too, but who knows? Yeah, and hopefully from the uh, Read Pop recommended hotels. I would really hope they'd have shuttles from there. If not, it's fine. Get on that green line. Get yourself to that green line. Because trying to get an Uber or a Lyft into that place will be a fucking nightmare. I tried getting an Uber for C2E2 on the very last day, the not busy day, like the shitty day of C2E2. I took an Uber there. (laughs) Yeah. Whoever knows the last day, like midway through, is the shitty day right? Yeah. I'm sure like the closing ceremony day of celebration. Like I don't even know what to expect out of that. I know. It was the shitty fucking day of C2E2. I went like at noon, not even when it opened, went like at noon. I took an Uber and we were waiting in the line to get to the line where they allow car drop offs forever. It was a nightmare going, trying to get home after that. I'm pretty sure I ordered an Uber. It was cold. It was windy. It just kind of sucked dick. And I'm pretty sure I waited at least an hour for an Uber by the time like one accepted. And then by the time they got to like the driving circle, it was probably at least an hour that I was just waiting and doing nothing. See, and that sucks because like normally when you're requesting an Uber somewhere in the city, anywhere in the city, you're waiting like max three minutes for them to show up. We have a very, very saturated market for Uber and Lyft drivers here in Chicago, so you will not be waiting that long on a normal occasion. But yeah, public transit and the shuttles are going to be the way to go to get to and from McCormick Place. Uh, you know, you you like to think that Uber and Lyft will make it convenient, but is speaking from Alice's experience at C2E2 last year. I, you know, hope maybe they clean it up and find a better process, but maybe something to avoid if you if you can. Totally. I mean, you you'll just you'll hate your life, trust me. I I was so irked. Look, I used a nice word, Laura. Are you proud of me? I like irked. That's a good one. But yeah, the public transit and the shuttles Uh, The buses and the trains, they don't run all night. Inevitably, you may be stuck using Uber and Lyft at some point going to and from McCormick Place just because, yeah, when it comes to the airport stuff, the blue line and the orange line do run all night, I think, actually. They, they, any time of night you fly in, those trains will be running. But the green line is the station that, you know, is the line that you would need to take to get to McCormick Place. That does not run all night long. So something to keep in mind. Yep. More of a story. Not everything's 24-7 use Google or search the CTA to see what the hours of operations are because the Metra train, if you're coming from the suburbs, schedule is very limited. The bus schedule is different on weekdays and weekends, usually. And it's the same thing with the L a little bit. And it's different weekdays, weekends versus midday versus midnight. 
We'll say this again, but yeah, at any point, if you have questions about public transit, seriously, like reach out to us. We want to be helpful. So we're trying to give as much information as we can to people just so that they're coming in prepared, especially those who have never been to Chicago before in any kind of like touristy aspect. So we want to we want to be helpful and we want you to love our city, too. So that's uh, hopefully that that helps a little bit with transit when it comes to that kind of stuff. Do you have any other tips, any other last minute things to provide? I think that's that's it. Before we get into pizza, should we like try and pump up our energy again? I feel like we're just getting a little yeah sluggish. Let's listen. Let's listen to Fergie. Yay! Okay. Yay, cool. Fergie. All right. All right. <clears throat> Shy town, shy town. Yes, you will hear Chicago pronounced shy town or the shy. Sounds strange, but that's how it is. So one of the first things or one of the most popular things that we have seen mentioned on Facebook and Reddit is about Chicago pizza. Yeah, and we have opinions and we want to share them. And they differ. They vastly differ or differ vastly? Does both work? Sure, yeah. Uh, I think that it sort of depends on what sort of experience you want. If you are wanting to experience an authentic deep dish pizza here in Chicago, uh, you definitely should, number one, because it's like totally awesome. Um, but I think it's there's there are different types of pizza or different places you should avoid because some places claim that they are uh, actual deep dish and when they are not so if you want it to be an authentic deep dish experience i recommend pizzeria uno or Dewey's or uh, pisano's or uh, lou malnati's those are sort of the big three i think um, but i think a lot of tourists sort of prefer uh, other options uh, in addition to those those I think those three are all definitely on people's list, but I don't know. What do you think? So I personally prefer a brand called Giordano's. I feel like their sauce is better and also their crust is much better. However, because Laura was bitching about it at my general direction, evidently there's a difference between stuffed crust and deep dish. They look almost exactly the same. I'm still not exactly sure what the difference is, but stuffed pizza is what Giordano's has and actually what I prefer. And I didn't realize there was a difference or that it was any different from Lumanati's or the other couple places Laura listed. Yeah, so Giordano's does an extra layer of crust somewhere in their pizza. So you'll notice if you go to Giordano's that their pizza is actually taller. Uh, their deep dish is actually like taller. There's a little more depth to it. Um, and that's just because, the, yeah, there's an extra layer of crust somewhere in there. I don't actually know where. But you'll notice that like actual deep dish pizza is not quite as like ridiculous as maybe people think. It's not exactly just like a full-blown cheese casserole. Like it kind of is. But I, I definitely notice a difference between between all of the the different ones no i had some co-workers who were in from texas and they kept calling deep dish pizza lasagna <laughs> yeah i uh, i'm gonna call bullshit on that because that's definitely not the case but i know that's right? okay and we were ordering lumanati's which again i don't even really like lumanati's i'm a giordano's girl uh but it, it just google what you want i think the biggest thing is if you want the chicago style pizza which stuffed pizza is a chicago style technically 
make a reservation or go right when the place opens. Yeah, there. Uh, it takes about an hour, anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour to cook a deep dish pizza. So just be prepared for a wait. Excuse me, and uh, be patient, uh, because yeah, you're you're in for the long haul if you're if you're going to any of those places and you don't have a reservation. And then once you actually get seated, you're waiting for your pizza to cook. It's a lot. Oh, you're there forever. Yeah, it's just a lot of crowds and it's a lot of lo- noise and a lot of tourists. So you know, it, a lot of Chicago is going to be like that, especially if you're sticking in neighborhoods like River North and in Mag Mile. But yeah, don't be don't be uh, you know afraid to go in and do some research on on pizza and restaurants and stuff and if you don't feel like doing it come to us and we'll point you in the right direction and we can do the same for other restaurants too so we've got our favorites we've each lived here for quite some time now especially if you want to venture outside of the area around McCormick Place and if you want to venture outside of the typical touristy area we are here for you uh Alice is really into dive bars so she's a good person to go to for for recommendations there Mm -hmm. and Laura's a huge foodie so dive bars don't expect very much of them if you're in the downtown downtown area, which I consider downtown anywhere that's kind of off of Michigan Avenue, which is the main Chicago area. But I really like going to the neighborhoods north of the downtown, and you'll just find so much stuff. I mean, look on Yelp, and Yelp will really help you. Again, DM us if you have other questions, but... There are a lot of options. There are arcade bars. There are kind of cash only hole in the walls that if you can find a server there who pays attention to you within 15 minutes, you're lucky. You can find anything you can possibly think of or want. Easy. And some bars are even open until 4 a.m. Yeah, good times. Uh, that was the other thing. Oh, yeah, that we should mention. Um, good recommendations if you're wanting to save money on restaurants. Find a sushi restaurant here in Chicago that's BYOB. A lot of our sushi restaurants are being your own, and you can swing by any grocery store, gas station, convenience store, anywhere in Chicago and buy beer or wine and bring them uh, with you to a BYOB restaurant. So there are a handful of like gems in the city that are like BYOB brunch or something, but most of them are BYOB uh, sushi places. So we're happy to recommend those, but definitely get online if you're just like trying to, if you want to get away from McCormick Place and get away from your hotel and do something fun that isn't going to cost you a fortune, BYOB. Hell yeah. Um, Also the strip clubs. A lot of the strip clubs are BYOB because they're not allowed. (laughs) Okay. I'm just, I'm stopping right there. Oh, cool. So yeah, let's recommend people go do that. Uh, (laughs) In terms of maybe some more mainline touristy things, uh, Alice was just recently entertaining friends from out of town. So she's got a little bit better handle on this. But the was it like the 360 tilt thing that you did at the Hancock Tower? So it's not even the tilt. Um, Basically, a lot of people want to go up to the Sears Tower. It's now called the Willis Tower which before, is it called the Freedom Tower, Laura, in New York? Oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about New York. This building had been the tallest building in the United States for a long, long time. And then New York built their new building uh, that has surpassed it. But a lot of people want to go up and they have this crazy-ass sky deck that it juts out like three or four feet. And it's just clear on the bottom. So you just like look down 105 stories or something. And it is creepy as shit like I just kind of want to like I don't know I just almost feel like I'm gonna pass out when I look down there and I don't even feel like I'm a normally scared of heights person but the Sears I'm just gonna call it Sears Tower I know it's Willis nowadays 
the Sears Tower is getting up there is so expensive. It's such a pain in the ass. And their lines are huge. And it's just like there's nothing good up there really except the views, of course, and looking down from the clear platform thing. But if you want to do something like that, I would recommend instead looking at the Hancock Building which is now called 360 Chicago. And you can go up there, you can get a drink at the bar from the observation deck. And they also have this wild thing that I did with these girls I volunteer with. It's scary as fuck. But basically what it is, is you go and you stand on this platform and you hold these kind of like guardrails. If you don't have upper body strength, you're going to be extra scared shitless like I was because I'm a weakling. But basically it tilts you like 15 degrees and it stops. And then it tilts you 15 more degrees and then it stops. And you're just looking straight down at the city. And it is the, the scariest thing I've ever done. I'm glad I did it. But um, the Hancock building in general, it's like half the price or more or less. What's the word for that? Is it more or less? It's half the price. of The Hancock Tower is half the price of the Willis Tower. So let's just go with that's the tip. <laughs> okay. All right. And the views are just as good, if not better. So it, I think it's only like a five-floor difference, too. It's not anything substantial because what makes the tallest buildings, it goes from their antenna. Oh, yeah, I know. That's true. That's kind of, I always forget about that. So the Hancock Tower is fun because they also have a – there's a really fancy restaurant, and they're called the Signature Room. There's also, like, a bar that's maybe right above the Signature Room that's not quite as fancy or as expensive. Still really expensive. But if you just want to go and have a drink and you're not really into heights like I'm not, that's a fun way to get to see a cool view but not have to be um, tilted over in a glass box because that just sounds awful. If you have one recommendation you think that for people, if they have, like, some free time or they have a free day that they don't have a ticket to celebration and they want to do some like tourist stuff what's the one thing you would recommend do you think chicago architecture cruise yeah that's a good one that's one of those things that like even locals like us like to go do them i think i've been on three of them and i like love them every time because they're so fun it's such a fun activity i feel like i always learn something new chicago architecture is just like i think we had some of the first skyscrapers or like the skyscraper engineering here was kind of top of the line in the 1800s and all the stuff you learn is awesome and a lot of the boats they have like a roof deck type thing where most people sit and then below there's like snacks and a bar and stuff and you can just hang out and drink and sit and go for it so much fun I I mean I could do an architecture cruise once a week and be totally fine with that yeah, they're really fun. It's a good time. And, you know, it is going to be kind of chilly, but they'll, they will be running in April. So if you have free time and you've got a coat, it'll be it'll be fun. But I think my one recommendation for people, if you've got free time during celebration or if you're coming in early or staying late, is to just get away from downtown. Um, I When I see downtown, I'm sort of encompassing the neighborhoods of The Loop and River North and Mag Mile. Go outside of those neighborhoods and, and find some fun local fun, you know, like hit up Pilsen or Wicker Park. Or find a BYOB sushi restaurant that's somewhere outside of, you know, the McCormick place in that area that you're staying. Um, there are a lot, there's just a lot of great local fun to be had, great bars, restaurants, culture. Um, you know, these neighborhoods have a lot of history and they're, they're fun to see and they may not necessarily be on your radar because they're not right downtown. 
Uh, but lots of good places to see. So that's my one recommendation. Trying to live like a local for a day. That's how I travel personally. But anything that you're kind of interested in, just like Google off the wall Chicago shit. Or if you're interested in something, just Google whatever it is, Chicago, and you'll probably find it because each neighborhood has its own personality. There's one that uh, I think Andersonville is like Swedish, maybe. And Pilsen is kind of Latino, perhaps. Yeah, Logan Square is too. That's the neighborhood I live in. And Andersonville, the only thing I didn't know it was Swedish, but I did know that there was like sort of a big um, like gay and lesbian population up in Andersonville. Um, So it's a it's a lot of fun and they have tons of good restaurants up there too. I don't get up there much cause it is very far North, but it's fun. Uh, but yeah, no, that's awesome. I think that covers a lot of our, our sort of tips for Chicago. Hopefully some people find those helpful. There are tons of like, speaking of the architecture tours that Alice mentioned, there are tons of companies that do them and they're all great. So just Google them and pick one. You'll be, I'm sure you'll be good. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we've got on Chicago. Any other thoughts, last thoughts? No, just Google stuff. Like, and there's stuff that even I've lived here m- twice for about five years each. And there's so much stuff that you wouldn't even think about to learn. My friend who was in town, his buddy used to live in a neighborhood where there was a statue of shit. It was, I think it was, it's an Ukrainian village. It was called the shit statue. And it looked, I know, I know. No, hold up. It looked like the poop emoji on a stand because evidently the dude was so ticked off of like people not picking up their dog crap that he just made like a poop emoji statue in the middle of his like off or living area. That's so awesome. I had no idea that that existed. And I like don't live too far from Ukrainian village. That's awesome. I know. I didn't either. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, that's fucking disgusting. And I was like, but I, I can see that. Yeah, that's great. I think my la- the only other like thing that I'm going to say is going to sound really salty, but I'm just going to say it Your anyway. Your face is really salty. My face is salty as fuck. Um, no, I'm just going to say this really quick, and I'm going to sound like a bitch saying it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Please stop going in the Facebook group and asking how to get from A to B. It's just really annoying when people are just like, how do I get from here to here? Please use Google Maps. I promise you that's going to tell you the best way to get anywhere. Valid. If something's... If something's going to take you two buses and two trains to get there, maybe take an Uber. I don't know. Just an idea. If you're willing to take two buses and two trains and save money and maybe sit on those trains for a really long time, do it. But please stop asking how to get from A to B. Every time someone does it, I want to go and be like, let me Google that for you, dot com, because there's there's no other way for me to explain to you how to do this. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, that's all I've got. We've got a lot of thank yous to do, so we should get into those. Yes, totally. So first off, uh, Tim and Lou from the Random Chatter Network and everyone at the Random Chatter Network, we need to give them a shout out because they were the first people to ever invite us to do a guest spot on their show, which is so nice. Like before we ever released a clip or a promo or they ever knew what we sounded like or whether or not we were assholes, they invited us to come on their show, which is so nice. Uh, we had a lot of fun with them. We did a guest spot on episode 169 of Echo Base. So thank you so much to those guys. Uh, give it a listen because we had a fun. we had a lot of fun with them. Um, they're giving us a ton of shout outs on like Twitter and in their Discord channel, which I don't know how to use Discord. So sorry that I'm not being interactive there. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of sort of figuring out, but what an amazing community. But yeah, they're great. 
We also recorded a guest appearance on Rebel Watch, a Star Wars podcast. Uh, we did that earlier today, so check our Twitter feed and we'll let you know when to expect that. I think they said they were going to release it Monday, right? So is that the 18th, February 18th? Yeah, it is. It is indeed. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We had a blast with those guys today. And uh, yeah, thank you so much to to those guys for inviting us in. Ezra and Mike, we're amazing hosts. Uh, we were also invited into the cantina of the Force Cult podcast. We were guests on episode 166 of their show, which was, that'll be out by now. And Travis has been incredibly supportive and engaging with us on Twitter. And we really, really appreciate that. We had a total blast with those guys, with him and Jip. And uh, we grabbed drinks, we hopped online, we talked Star Wars, and we analyzed a theory video, which was fun. And we played a game of Would You Rathtar. Alice provided a an absolutely golden prompt for us. It was great. I don't know where I get my ideas. I don't know if I t- should be embarrassed or proud. I think maybe a little bit of both. I would go towards proud on the spectrum because it was fantastic. So we had a good talk with them. We also played trivia with them. Like Travis put together this like really, really elaborate trivia contest and we had a lot of fun with that the questions were really hard um they encompassed a lot more than just the movies a lot of it was like uh just you know general canon stuff so it involved a lot of comics questions that we did not know the answers to (laughs) and uh there was a point system and it was it was crazy fun so thank you so much to them uh but yeah speaking of trivia we wanted to do just a little tease because we can't quite say anything yet but You may have gotten wind of a certain trivia event that's taking place at Star Wars Celebration this year, or maybe you haven't and you don't know what we're talking about, and that's fine. But either way, stay tuned because we can't say anything, but we're going to have a really exciting announcement soon about trivia at Celebration. So keep an eye on the Twitter feed and check out episode five. Maybe we'll be able to announce it by the time we record that. Because of what's going to be taking place, we're going to sort of keep our trivia focused on movies, Star Wars movies. We mostly do that anyway, but for now, at least for the next few weeks, we're going to do a lot of Star Wars movie trivia. So let's get into it, Alice. Let's do it. So I'm just going to ask one question. It has six, it has three parts with six answers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. Mixing it up. I've got three good ones for you, I think. Fuck. But yeah, okay, let's go ahead. You Go ahead and get, so get it to me. So I haven't watched The Phantom Menace in a while, I'm not going to lie. But I do finally appreciate it, and I actually enjoy it, which some people might just... I used to just fast forward, except for the Jedi parts, but now I watch the whole thing. Name three actors who have been nominated or have won Academy Awards and what they were nominated like whether or not they were best actor or best supporting actor just three who have been nominated or have won academy awards and the movies for which they were nominated um okay let's see and it's three actors from the phantom did we say that we were doing a phantom menace yes, theme we that's our theme. Phantom menace theme okay actors who have won an academy award and they're in the phantom menace okay so i'm gonna say I can't think of the movie that I think he was nominated for, but was Liam Neeson nominated for like an Irish movie called Michael something? Uh, sorry, am I answering this correctly? I thought we were just supposed to, I thought I was supposed to name the movie that they were nominated for. I have person for. and movie, so there are technically six options, but Liam Neeson is one. Yes. Okay. Is, um, let me think. I was trying to think of, uh, of anything that I guess maybe he would have been nominated for. That Baz Luhrmann movie. Sorry, I had moved on. I was thinking of uh, of Ewan McGregor and what he would have been nominated for. Would he was he nominated maybe for uh, uh, for I Moulin wish. Rouge? No, he was not. 
Okay, but is he an Oscar winner? Or was he nominated for an Oscar? Nope. Oh, I thought he would have been. Okay, shit. Um, So Natalie Portman would have been nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. for Jackie. For Jackie. For that she Jackie won movie. Black Swan. But yes, for Jackie. Oh, yeah. And for Black Swan. I forgot about that. I saw that movie. That movie was crazy. Um, okay, so I think... I, so it sounds like I missed one because Ewan McGregor has not been nominated. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. I'll just give it to yeah. you. So real quick, Liam Neeson had been nominated for Schindler's List. Oh, God, duh. That movie's like hella intense. And then the last one, and I think we talked about this last night, Sofia Coppola. Oh. Yes, Sasha, one of the other handmaidens, had been nominated for Lost in Translation. Got it. Okay. Those are good. I like that. Okay. That was like a, an intensive question. Cool. Okay. So I still have like three, three of them for you. They're sort of like simple answers for no, each of them. That's good because I need to redeem myself after last two recordings. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Oh, sorry. I just bumped my mic. I hope that isn't too loud. Uh, okay. So number one, what is the name of the underwater Gungan settlement on Naboo? Gungan City. No. I think that's technically right. That's, but I also have Otto Gunga is the name of the settlement. Really? I think the city is. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to give it to you because I think they're both technically correct. I think you would have to say oh, both. Interesting. I, either one would be correct. I think. So real quick, Otto Gunga. Otto Gunga. O T O H Gunga. G U N G A. Uh, question two. According to Anakin, where do angels live? <laughs> Are you an angel? They live on the do 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 on the moons of fuck me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what they said in the script in Phantom Menace. The moons of fuck me. No, the moons of Iago. Hey, with George Lucas, you never fucking know. And I don't recall the last time I watched the Phantom Menace. Close enough. Cheers. Okay. Yeah. Number three. What is the first line of the crawl of the Phantom Menace? Civil unrest. No. Turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. We got to get you brushed up on trivia, man. This is going to like continue to be embarrassing. I think these are like not that hard of questions, but maybe they are. They know. aren't. They wouldn't have been that hard in like July. But then I took my breather for a while and just started like getting back in the swing of things a month and a half ago. So I need to watch the movies and we needed to watch the movies together and pull our strategy for a special announcement next episode. Yeah. Yeah. We got some, we got some work to do, but that's okay. Cause we are ready to put in the time and effort. It's going to be great. So we finally have our first listener e- email message. I'm pretty stoked. Are you? I'm pumped. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Of course I want to read it. Go for it. <laughs> so on Twitter, we got a DM from Kyle at Tumbling Saber. Awesome dude. He's cool as shit. Kyle rocks. Hello, Force Toast Pod. Here's a question I love throwing at Star Wars fans. At the end of the year, we will leave the Skywalker saga behind and embark on a new cinematic journey with Ryan Johnson's trilogy and the Game of Thrones guys. Do you want those movies to carry the same opening theme and opening crawl? Or do you want them to move away from all that familiar, beloved stuff and start anew? I look forward to your answers. May the force be with you both. Oh, that's such a good question. Kyle rocks. That was, that was great. Uh, do you, so do you, do you want me to answer first? What do you, or do you want to jump in with your thoughts? How about you go first? I think I know what I want to say already, but. Okay. 
Yeah, it's, I have a lot of thoughts on this um, because so I guess sort of in comparison to the non Skywalker saga movies, we only have Rogue One and Solo to go off of um, in terms of like the intro and how it was different. So my choice really is that as much as I love Rogue One, it is my favorite Star Wars movie. I feel like I was sort of missing just a little something, something from the opening. Uh, it's I really do like how it sort of has the jump scare opening. The style of it's really fun. But compared to Rogue One, I was actually a bigger fan of the style of Solo's opening. And I think it seemed to make... Yeah, I think it seemed to make more sense from like a story standpoint. Uh, Like super fans like you and me went into that movie knowing what we were getting into and knowing what time period we were in. But like, I think your average moviegoer didn't like just an average person off the street or just like your sort of run of the mill Star Wars fan may not have known exactly what time period we were sent in. And so the style of the solo opening kind of walked you through that and gave you a little background, which I think was really helpful. So it established a time and place for us, which is good. And I kind of hope that the new films will do something like that. Uh, like not necessarily a crawl, not the main title track that we get with the saga films with, is in terms of score, but something new, just something kind of different. I, I'm totally mm-hmm. open to that 100%. Yeah, see, I think we do need that like blast of music, not necessarily a huge fanfare. Solo, I'm, I don't know a lot about music, but like when I hear fanfare, I think just a whole bunch of horns and just like, ah, in your face. I think in Rogue One, it was a surprise, like how much they brought it up from being on Lamu. Is that how it's pronounced? Mm -hmm. I felt like it was like such a jump from Lamu. And Solo, I thought thought the effect of it, of the logo spinning, helped it, to be honest. Yeah, it was kind of fun. It was just playful. It was fine, but I... I really liked the Rogue One one, and I think it was because of the music. But the thing they have in common here is the, you know, I think it said a galaxy far, far away. And then we had a black background with a yellow font of some sort and a blare of some sort of music. So I'm fine without the opening crawl. I'm fine without the Star Wars font. I'm, I'd even be fine without having a galaxy far, far away. That's totally fine by me. But I think what makes the opening is like kind of like the jarring blast of music. Yeah, that's great. I I like it. Thank you so much, Kyle. That that was a great question. I like that one a lot. So I'm glad we got to run through that. If you if you want to send us a listener question, something about what's going on or what we're talking about in our shows or just something that's on your mind, feel free to send that to us at forcetoastpod at gmail.com or send us to send it to us on Twitter if you want to just ask us somewhere um in our feed or send us a dm we'd love to hear from you that'd be a lot of fun so what can we expect from our next show alice we're two weeks out what do you think our next show i will take one for the team and catch up on resistance yes you will because i will not (laughs) because i'm a good friend I'm a good friend, Laura. I'll watch it someday. I'm just like, uh. no, don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have more news to share about episode nine by then. Hopefully, we'll have a title or I don't know something. It'd be nice to just have literally anything personally. Yeah, or any questions again? Any Chicago questions? Happy to answer either on the show or offline. Doesn't matter. We'd love to help you guys out if there's anything that we could 
um, just excited to meet everyone and be everywhere. And, you know, it's like an exciting time for Star Wars. Yeah, man, we've got a, uh, so that brings us to our last segment, which is our, our toast to of the week. Just something that we're excited about that's going on. Could be Star Wars, could be not. Mine for the week is going to be just one last shout out to the, a lot of the podcasts that have, you know, showed us some love and welcomed us into this community. So shout out to Echo Base, Force Cult, Tumbling Saber, Rebel Watch, Making Star Wars, gave us a little shout out too, which was nice. And Swish and Flick is a Harry Hello. Potter podcast that gave us has been showing us a lot of love and I gave them a listen the other day. They were a lot of fun. So thank you to Tiffany from Swish and Flick for giving us some shout outs and being awesome. So yeah, thank you. Tiffany's been pretty sweet. Um, so for me, Roger that. I'd also like to take Timothy. He's at Toasted Zen as well. He has made memes out of the things we've said. And I just thought that was the most awesome, sweetest thing. And I it's not something I would have ever expected, but it just brought me so much joy. So thanks, Timothy. Um, and on a non-Star Wars related note, I would like to thank Bed Bath Beyond for putting a real dumb lifetime guarantee on ship. <laughs> yay yay so i went to the store and i said listen here are all these sheets there's a hole in it i didn't tell them it was because my dog like dug a lot before she likes to go to sleep but anyway here's a hole in it the thing says lifetime guarantee here's my receipt from two years ago give me a fresh pair and they did they looked at me like i was a crackhead but hey that's fine it's free fancy sheets for life you gotta work that system man you know you gotta just put it to work for you that's why it's there yeah Anyway, thanks Bed Bath & Beyond for that lovely, lovely time. But that's it. So I guess here we go. Thanks so much for listening. If you've made it to the end of our show and like what you hear, please leave us a rating. You can follow us on Twitter at ForcedToastPod or email us at ForcedToastPod at gmail.com. And we also have some exciting giveaways and announcements coming up on Twitter that you don't want to miss. So keep tabs with us there. Yeah, we'll have some updates about Star Wars Celebration here soon. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and SoundCloud. And if we're missing your favorite podcatcher, please let us know. Toodaloo! And same. The Bed Bath and Beyond thing drags a little bit, I think. Well, obviously. Yeah, it, it depending on how fast you walk, it's a ten to fin ten. Bleh. Wednesday, you're being so good and quiet. I'm to get bad. Did she fart on you at all yet? Brunch is easily kind of ugh, usually. Um, <laughs> also, the strip clubs. A lot of the strip clubs are BYOB because they're not allowed. <laughs> okay, I'm just I'm stopping right there. <laughs> Are you not going to, do you want not want to include strip clubs? No. We also recorded a guest appearance. Appearance! Fuck! Okay, let's try this one more time. I heard you laughing when you were drinking out that straw just now. Sorry, because I was like, I'm at the very bottom, so I was like. Yeah, I got to the bottom a long time ago. That's why I opened a can of wine. <laughs> it's like the plague, but stressful. I mean, not that the plague wasn't stressful. What am I saying? Okay. Okay, and we're on dog we're show. On. Okay, not yet, you ding dong. <laughs> All right. Force Toast, episode four, uh. take two. Dog show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why yes, am I Laura. supposed to come in? I don't know what no, this is. That was it. So I'm going to go dun dun dun. And you say dog show. And then I'm going to say hi, Laura. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Force Toast, episode four, take two. Dog show.
Am I still doing it wrong? Okay, just. Dog show.